Well, Debbie told me this morning uh, when we walked and talked to her, I heard that Herbert might be out four weeks. And I didn't see that anywhere. Did you? Uh, I haven't it? seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but I know he's got messed up ribs, bruised ribs, yeah. or, or some going on with it. So I wouldn't be surprised if out of precaution. Right. All right. Great. We are live. We've got great stuff to talk about. This is Daily Fish coming to you from Las Vegas and Myrtle Beach. Sports, politics, entertainment, everything in between. We also have the Daily Fish Hard Lines with John Hardison of the Cost of Winning Podcast, uh, along with uh, all of his betting advice. And, uh, well, wacky weekend. I I got to think two people who were in Las Vegas uh, are going to strangle themselves. So go ahead, guys. Tell me what it was like. Go first, Hardison. I was there. Go first. <laughs> uh, you know, look, the whole weekend was was just nuts. Mexican Independence weekend, King Canelo with holding on to his title against Triple G. And then we get to Sunday's uh, miraculous afternoon game. And God, uh, you know, we, we talk about there's certain teams that just have a certain way of losing, right? Like we talk about the Lions. We talk about the Browns, the Jets. And unfortunately, the Raiders have now entered that uh, that arena of just a Raiders way to lose. Just even when you're up, you're down, as they say in in the casino business. And uh, it's it's a situation that shouldn't have happened. Uh, it's embarrassing the way that it happened. Uh, but as I told somebody uh, earlier, there's a lot of guys that are going to get unemployment uh, get unemployment notices real quick towards the end of the season, and it. Uh, I think, you know, Fish, and I'll get controversial with it. I think Jonathan Abrams, I think Clean Farrell, I think Derek Carr, I think Josh Jacobs, I think all of them are probably going to be seeking new homes at the end of this year. Yeah. I, Daily, I pre-game. I told you, I pre-gamed at the Red Rock and was on, with a lot of Raider executives and Mark for the Watch This podcast. And at the end, I got some text saying, it's on your podcast. We're watching. I'll sugarcoat it by this. The offensive line looked good. And the porta potties outside the stadium, there was cheerleaders they brought in from a, from a local university. And one girl forgot that the door was open, and she's got her thing up. She's, you know, when you're drunk, you have that look that you get caught, but you forget you're drunk. Like, close the door. I'm, I'll keep it open. Keep it open. I, I, you know what? I've watched the Raiders lose a lot, and I, with that loss, they're, I think they're tied with the Browns and the Lions for the most losses in the last 20 years. I say this: we promote the Raiders. This is Charles Woodson, University of Michigan, Heisman Trophy winner, Hardison's home state stud. This is his whiskey. When we do our toast later to our swag, which is a great swag, I'm going to take a nice swig of this because that's how you medicate after a Raider loss like that. I have two things to say, Dale. I want, I want Daly's take on this because he watches football like we do. Isn't it great that Zach Wilson is out to week four and he's banging every one of his mother's girlfriends? <laughs> and Joe Flacco comes in. And Hardison and I went to the to, – East Rutherford, New Jersey, and tried out because we both won the 40 faster game. He throws four touchdowns. I want you guys to talk about your impression of three games. And I, I'm going to concur with all of you. Okay. Cincinnati, in no executive in consecutive order. Cincinnati, Dallas, unbelievable. And, okay, now we're going to go to Cleveland, New York, the Jets. I want you guys to end with what I think was a miraculous comeback with the Miami Dolphins and Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. You guys go, and I'm going to listen. All right, there were some great games there. I think I thought one of the great things was, and you kind of reminded me of this this morning when we were talking, was that the uh, Fox announcers were saying, oh, they should get rid of Flacco. And he turns around and throws four touchdown passes and actually wins the game. He actually, sure. you know, he didn't look great, but he looked, you know, he, he knew what he was doing. He was poised. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and again, I had to sit in a house with two Browns fans watching that game. And I had a, I, I said to my wife in the second quarter, I, go, I don't have a good feeling about this game. She goes, really? I go, yeah, I just don't. They just, the, the Browns don't look like they're hungry. And the Jets actually, I don't think they're a better team, but they, they, they look like the better team. So, and then to see the, you know, you know, Cade, the poor kid who, you know, won the game the week before. And then he's, he's, he's now kind of the goat. So um, that was interesting. I, I thought the uh, Dolphins Ravens game, that was another weird, weird wow. game. I thought for sure the Ravens were going to just roll over and it's like, okay, hey, Tua, you know, you guys, you guys don't have it. Guess what? They might have it. Um, and then I thought the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm not a big Cowboys fan, I thought their defense was fabulous. Now, at the same time, too, there were two linemen who were gone uh, for the Bengals that we that we found out. Well, I guess, I guess, Fish, you found out uh, early Sunday morning on that. So, um, again, I think it's week two. And it's still crazy and, and wacky. Have things straightened out? I don't know yet. So, uh, but it was, you know, even though my my Giants and my Patriots won, kind of, eh, I mean, they were interesting games. Those other three games, man, they were just they they were spectacular and they were fun as a fan to watch. Anyway, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Hardline. Uh, I'll start with uh, Browns Jets. You know what? Give credit where credit's due. A lot of us including myself, we wrote Joe Flacco off. And so for him to have a game like this after everything that he's been to, uh, been through, give him credit. You know, he stayed poised. He stayed in the pocket. He didn't really get rattled. And I give the Jets a lot of credit on this. They got their draft pick right. They got Garrett Wilson right. What a stud. Yeah. What a guy that's that came out, you know, I, and last week, I know he didn't have the best showing, but I, they got it right. I'm happy for them. It's good. If you're the Browns, there's a lot of questions that you got. Um, what? How long can this Jacoby Jacoby Brissett process work? Um, you got Nick Chubb in the back. You got Kareem Hunt. That's great. But you know they they need some help at wide receiver. You know Donovan's people Jones. Uh, he tried his best, uh, and I know Amari Cooper had a pretty decent game. But for what you got out of Amari Cooper, God, it's been a a, a Pro Bowler before. You expect a little bit more. So uh, hopefully they get it right. Um, but you can't let the Jets score. What was it? Two or three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. When you hold a 14 point, you, you just can't let that happen. 14 points in a minute 20. In a minute 20. You just you can't let that happen. I mean, what was the statistic? And the last the, the last time teams are 2222 and winning when they're up by 14 points in the last minute. The last time this happened, I think they said it was like the 2001 Bears. So it's it's just something that's uh miraculous that happened. Uh in, in regards to the Bengals. Dallas, I thought Bengals were going to at least put up some points. They got T. Higgins back, you know, out of concussion protocol. They had Chase. They had Mixon. Uh, but the Bengals are in trouble. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems. Teams that go 0-2, it's not very good for them, you know, moving forward to try and make the playoffs. There's a lot of questions going on with them. I don't know if they're just not getting, you know, in sync or something's wrong, but there's a lot of questions. Uh, but give credit to Dallas's defense. Hell of a way to step up. Uh, Cooper Rush, good game management. You know, not the best. The, oh, the biggest problem I had with that game, and Fish, you've talked about this before, is Tony Romo. You could clearly just see his bias for the Dallas Cowboys during the game. And and, and it, it was kind of annoying after a while. Where I was like, you know, you got to be neutral. I know Dallas is your franchise, but, you know, look, you're an announcer now. You're in a different realm, and there's different rules that apply to kind of everything with that. Uh, the third game. I mean, let, let, me, let me let me hop in. Let me let, let me agree with you by disagreeing with you. Um 
I thought he was trying to bend over backwards to say how great the Cincinnati Bengals were at various times so he could come back and say stuff uh, about the Cowboys. I think, to me, he was very aware of what he was saying because there were pauses. And you could tell things were going through his head before he was going to say something. So I, I thought a couple of times he, he was very complimentary of the Bengals, came back later and did that. So, yeah. uh, so yes and no. You know, I think he tried to even it out yet at the same time, too. He had a difficult time. Uh, and so in terms of the Ravens, Ravens-Dolphins game, look, I loved it. I took the over. I knew that this was going to be a, a fire fest that happened. Uh, you know what? I like Mike McDaniels. I, I, last week, the offense was a little was much better than what I saw last year. Um, and they definitely stepped up this year. And I think that he's got the right quarterback into it. I mean, look, you don't throw six, what was it, six touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, damn near everybody ate. Kiseki ate. Hill ate. Waddle, my goodness, ate from just like he, just a smorgasbord of being passed around. If you're Lamar Jackson, uh, you got to be happy with the offense, but you got to be starting to question the defense. And there's a lot of questions. I know they brought back, uh, they brought back their defensive coordinator from before, but there's a lot of questions on the defensive side of the ball if you're the Ravens. Your offense, they're clicking, and especially with Rashad Bateman. I would say this, the two best teams in the AFC East, and I know we kind of talked about it, but even moving forward, it's got to be the Bills and it's got to be the Dolphins. And when they play, I would not be surprised if they keep on this movement that they get flexed into a Sunday night spot. Keep an eye on these three players. Keep an eye on these three players. Go on, John. You guys talk. No, no, no. I was going to say, you go ahead because – uh, Hardline and I have just kind of we're going to let you tee off on us. No, I, I, I'm I'm excited about three opportunities, and I think if you told me these three players, one I think is going to be a backup for his career, and these two guys are playing for starting jobs for a while. Keep an eye on Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. Derek Carr had the biggest upside of the three going in, and he stinks. I'm sorry, I, I had to keep a Gabriel else. I'm sorry. I, I what I saw yesterday, I got Hardline. Texting me, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? The open guys all over the field. He's a good quarterback. He's got to pick up this system. What I'm seeing at Goff and, Gar- and what you're going to see from Garoppolo with Lance going down, let's just keep an eye on that and let's move on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think uh, that what could have been the best move for the 49ers. Unfortunately, I'm not yeah, do you wish anybody being injured. But with, when, when Jimmy G got in there, <laughs> man, he took over. All right. Keep Monday an eye on George Kittle coming back next week, too. Yes. All right, cool. Monday Night Football, Bills, 10-point favorites over the Titans. Eagles, two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Vikings. Uh, Fish, I'll go to you first. What, who, who are you liking tonight? I just hope the Titans – I hope that uh, everyone on the Titans gets sick and they don't play, including next week against the Raiders. <laughs> That's what I hope. <laughs> it's, how do you figure the NFL? Look at our last man standings. We're talking about our last man standings. I'm going to give you a stat when we get to it. How many people have a loss already in week two? No one yeah. – everyone picks Cincy. Yeah, how many people pick Cincy? Over Dallas, they lose. So uh, can the Titans step up? Yes, they're a playoff team. Derrick Henry gets loose, has a big game, and controls the football. Like the Giants did against the Bills in the Super Bowl when they beat him back in 1990, that's how you win the game. I still like the Bills. Um, the other game, two and a half over. Well, I, I, the Eagles-Viking game to me is really intriguing, Hardline. I, I like that game better. I think it's an equal matchup. Kirk Cousins came out firing. My favorite player in the league that's not a Raider is named Justin Jefferson. What do you think, Hardline? Uh, you know what? Tonight I'm going to take the the Titans plus ten. I think. Look, they're so opposite the Bills and the Titans. The Bills have a hell of a passing game. Run game is a little bit questionable. You know, outside of Josh Allen, uh, and and the opposite side, the Titans are just primarily run. And I mean, like you said, if they could control the clock, it's going to be a closer game than what a lot of people thought. 
in terms of the Eagles and Vikings. I'll go with the Vikings tonight. You know what? They got Justin Jefferson. Uh, Jalen Regor is back, you know, playing the Eagles, um, the team that traded him. It, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, A.J. Brown is just going to get loose. There's, there's not really, I think there's much that they could contain him with. So I think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair, but I, I'll take Kirk Cousins to get it done tonight. All right, cool. Let's. Uh, we'll be watching the game's coming up right after we are done as well. Um, also, college games. Uh, a lot, kind of a lot of blowouts, but my God, App State is is they're like the new Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, they can't come up with a. How do you come up with that ending? Um, this past week, I mean, that was absolutely amazing and fun to watch. Um, the announcers went nuts. Do you have the whole thing with the announcers there, Fish? You're, 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 you turned your mic off. I can't get it back on again. Okay. Is yeah. it, are we, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear you now? See how many Troy rushes here. They have everybody back to try to knock one down. Three man rush. Chase going to step up in the pocket. Sets, throws high into the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggle. <laughs> It sounded like you fish when when you don't get the right order and uh, yeah. you're yelling at the, uh, at, the uh, at the guy. You can't hear anything they're saying and you can't tell if they're happy or sad. But oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah, that reminds me of what we're going to talk about later with Epstein's Islands when all the guys see the naked girls walking through the bowling alley. <laughs> that was great. Go on, guys. Lead us, lead us into college football, buddy. Okay. Well, to me, those are the those are the games. I, you know, Georgia's back on top again, and that's that's where they should be. Uh, I've got a Heisman pick that I'm going to run past um, you guys in when we when we go to the hard line stuff. Uh, but for the most part. Um, Notre Dame, huge win. They beat Cal. Big deal. Yeah. Anything I, else? I, I'll go down the hard line. Always finish because he's our guru on this. I thought it was the boringest week of college football I've ever seen. Blowouts left and right. Notre Dame should beat Cal. And, and Freeman, the coach, thought that it was the biggest victory ever. Just a lot of blowouts. The one game that intrigued me the most, South Alabama had UCLA. And I don't, I'm not a Chip Kelly fan. He's got the same stupid look on his face all the time. <laughs> How does he make love to his wife? <laughs> I mean, he could be in that porta potty at Allegiant Stadium. That that was it. Hold on, do you see anything that really intrigued you on Saturday? Uh yeah. So the one game that actually intrigued me was Eastern Michigan went to Tempe, Arizona, and beat Arizona State. Now we're talking about a Mac school, a school that probably shouldn't even have been in there. You, we call those usually tune-up games, and the fact that they went to Arizona and came out with the victory, you know, give them a lot of credit for being a, a mid-major school for that. That that's a good one to me. Yeah, and Herm goodbye Herm Edwards. Real, real quick, John. Goodbye Herm Edwards. And then when Oklahoma beat yeah. the crap out of Nebraska, they fired their defense, their their yeah. AD after yeah. that. So Herm Edwards going shocked me, guys. He's a, he's built yeah. that program up, but they're under a lot of investigations with illegal recruiting and hookers. And I I think he did it the right way. I like the way he does things. Herm, come to the Raiders. We can use you. If you ain't that's rubbing, you ain't racing. I think I think oh, he needs to be in the. Oh, uh, oh, I think I think he needs to be in the. Uh, he needs to be in the broadcast booth again. I liked Herb. Yeah, me too. When he was there. All right, good. All right, last man standing coming up. Fish, you mentioned this before. All I can say is thank you 
for not taking my recommendation of going with the Bengals. <laughs> it wasn't a recommendation. It was our, the fans that, that uh, Daily Fish. We had 38 people pick Cincinnati. Everyone, and then we had 46 pick the Rams. Well, the Rams kind of wanted to hold on to them. I, I know you shouldn't. We don't have a loss yet. So, uh, hold on. Who did you have? You're the Rams too, right? I th- yeah, I took the Rams. I, I convinced myself in the last minute not to go with the Browns. Something told me in my heart. It's like, nah, just go with the Rams. I figured the Rams wouldn't cover, but they'd win. And that's exactly so, what they did. So, uh, John Daly, we I have three games I'm looking at that we're going to yeah. have our fans at the end. You'll tell them how to get a hold of us on our on our email. But this is such a hard week. Um, wow. Um, I'm looking at the Saints at the Panthers. I like the Saints. If Justin Herbert, John Daly is healthy, I like him to beat the Jaguars. And if he is healthy, the Jaguars are a different team. Other mm-hmm. than that, I mean, Bengals, Jets, I don't know how to touch. Ravens, Patriots, I don't know how to touch. Lions, Vikings, I can't touch. Bills, Dolphins, that's a marquee team of the game, marquee game of the week. Chiefs with the Colts, can the Colts step up and beat the Chiefs? I don't know. Maybe. Raiders, Titans, could the Raiders win? Yes. Probably not. Texans, Bears, I mean, I don't, I don't 49ers, Broncos. The Monday Night Cowboys, and okay. Here's the three games I'm going to pick for Daly and us. Chargers, Jaguars, Saints, Panthers. I like the Giants to beat the Cowboys. Giants have the number yeah. 16 defense in the National Football League right now. That Cooper Rush thing got lucky against a bad offense. Giants are a good football team two weeks in. So those are the three games, Daly. How do they get a hold of us to help us out? All right. Best way is to email us at dailyfish1, and that's the number one, dailyfish1, and it's D-A-L-Y. Dailyfish1 at gmail.com, and you can give us your recommendations. Again, uh, when do we need it in by? We don't need it in until Saturday night, right? Correct. Now I'll make the I'll make the pick. So I went with Denver. We had Cincy, Denver, and the Rams. And John today too. Did we take Cincy during the game? I said I let him I let him sweat a little bit, and I said no, we took Denver, and they made us sweat. So yeah, they did. I got some, yeah. Hard right, line. Who are you picking? Uh, you know what? I, I'd said my, and I'd said this to you guys earlier. I like Kansas city at, uh, at Indy. I think that's the safe play for this week. If you haven't burned Kansas city yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if again, as you said, with the Herbert situation, if Herbert plays, I like the chargers. If Herbert doesn't play, I like the Jags and I've liked the Jags kind of the last two weeks. Uh, they faltered against the commanders, but they found a way to blank out the Indianapolis Colts. So we'll go from there. All right. Again, questions or comments right now. You can also email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. If you're watching us live, you can put it into the chat box as well. Again, we are Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We hit issues. You are talking about sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between. Controversial, but very informed. No woke, no extreme, no social justice cops. We let the threes fly. We aim for the third deck as well. It's a bumpy ride, but we have fun. Again, we are usually live, and we are live on most Monday nights. Uh, on Facebook at daily.fish.5, also 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Watch us also on Facebook on the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check us out on Daily Fish on YouTube. We're also on Wingding TV. We're also on Hey Vegas TV at heyvegastv.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. You can use all those channels to hear our interview chats with some of our special guests throughout the week. All right. Let's go to our schmuck of the week. Who has been schmucky this week, Fish? Well, you want to do the memes after that? Oh, you want to do the memes after that? Well, okay. The memes were in the, yeah, I, I don't care. It's up to you. You host no, it. You, you, you tell me. I mean. I'll do the schmuck. You said schmuck of the week, all right? So let me let okay. me get to the schmuck first. All right. Th- this is. Let me get that because in the script, I got to read what I wrote. 
I think I, 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 wanted, I want to do the memes later because that's when we keep the ratings really strong. Is when and we push don't worry, no one, as Brad Grumberg said, no one's watching. Brad <laughs> <laughs> Grumberg's watching right now. He's texting me. I wonder will the Raiders get right if we do a rate if we send them to the chicken ranch and give them a Raider special. Ooh. Oh man, you should see but the Raiders out, out now. Here's the difference in the, the Raiders. There's like 25 Raiders last night at Drake. There's a popular nightclub here daily. Yeah. All right. Look at these, look at these schmucks. All right. All right. What are they These's doing? Oregon <laughs> fans. All right, the University of Oregon yeah. had the University of Oregon had to issue an apology. Sometimes I do things that are funny, but this is not okay. After some of its students were seen and hurting, <laughs> chanting "Fuck the Mormons, fuck the Mormons" during the Dutch game against BYU on Saturday, the school released a mea culpa on social media on Sunday, calling their fans "quote chants offensive and disgraceful." And they're right; these types of actions go against everything the university stands for, and it goes against the spirit of competition. The school said. Quote, we can and will do better as a campus community that has no place for hate, bias, or bigotry. It's not the first time this happened at Austin Stadium in Eugene, Oregon. You know what you do to stop this kind of shit, guys? Ban the student section. Say, you know what? Yeah. The, the actions of a few are going to affect all you guys. Police yourselves. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I agree. I hated to hear that and did not like the fact that the Ducks, who usually, you know, pretty socially conscious, uh, would do that. So, but, and again, it might've just been a few. So, all righty. Who's got swag fish. Great. I love this one. I love all our swag people because they're just, uh, they're just people that do things great for society. They make us happy. Javier Baez, Detroit Tigers. Look at that guy. Handsome son of a bitch. Detroit Tiger star Javier Baez is worried for everyone in Puerto Rico. Hurricane Fiona struck down this weekend, everyone. And it's flooding that's uncontrollable down there. And he's offering free food to those who were suffering from the devastating storm. The hurricane made landfall, landfall in Puerto Rico on Sunday. And according to Governor Pedro Pierluisi, it's caused, quote, unprecedented flooding in every area. In fact, one flood forced the metal bridge to collapse in the Giaconoa River. This guy and the rest of the Tigers are providing free food for anyone. And Major League Baseball has backed it. Way to go, Major League Baseball. Coming for humanitarian effort to those who need it. Absolutely. All right. And uh, our drink of the week. This is a strange one because you you told us to get bottles. Okay. I got the Woodson because we're promoting the Raiders and Charles Woodson. We talked about that. You, you Like I said, when you watch a game, I've never, I've been over 500 to 1,000 football games. I'm a sick, you know what, MF. Never seen a loss like that, ever. You ask yeah. me what I thought about it. I'm still processing it. I've lost sleep over three games. That was one of them. Okay. So what I'm going to do. I very rarely drink on the show. When I tell you we're drinking a drink, I don't because I'm usually working that night. But you know what? I'm going to toast the Raiders of the past. Javier Baez in Major League Baseball is one of them. I'm going to toast Serena Williams and Roger Federer because they're retiring their class acts. I'm toasting you two guys because you're my brothers and friends. But I'm toasting the old Raiders that give me hope in a time when it just seems everything lost. When I see Plunkett at the game and Woodson and all the old guys, Villa Piano. Here's to you and the memories you give me. That's why this man cave is there. That's why we have this show. The Raiders, you want to buy this show, I'm picking your booze. I'm doing a drink. Hi. Hi, lad. I'm having sheepdog peanut butter whiskey. Hey, Fish. We we Ooh. forgot one more to we forgot one more to toast. The, we forgot to toast the aces on getting that championship. 
Congratulations to them. Congratulations to Mark Davis on making that investment and keeping him here in the state of Vegas. I mean, the state of uh, Nevada and the city of Las Vegas. They threw that on the Jumbotron. Yeah, they won. They beat Connecticut. They threw in the Jumbotron. This big smiley face in the stadium boot. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty big. All right. Um, So that is our drink of the week was just a shot. Okay, which is good. Um, You know, hey, hey, John, you've been in bars. You're Irish. Well, I, I, one comment. I, I know I'm being. Why do you think I got the sheep there, lad? Come on. You know, peanut, butter, peanut butter whiskey is fantastic. You mix that. Okay, here's a drink for you. It's called it's called um, peanut butter and jelly shot. And I'm going to make one for Hardline this week. You mix that peanut butter whiskey, John. Go get Hardline and Daily. Get some Chambord and mix it and ice it up in a little tin. Pour it together. It smells like peanut butter and jelly. It's got a great taste and a great kick. You drink two of those things. And I, he's looking like Denzel. You're looking like the other John Daly, the fat son of Pitch that goes. And I'm, I, I just got swag, baby. No, peanut butter and jelly shot. And we serve it here, John. Where? Where? That's exactly right. Chambord, one of the great raspberry yeah. liqueurs of all time. All right. Daily Fish Drink of the Week, sponsored by who else? Shuck's Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town. Fish is there overnight. You go in there, say Daily Fish Podcast, you get a free drink. Do it the next day, a free appetizer. They have great seafood there, by the way, folks. That's Chuck's Tavern. Check out Chuck's Tavern on Facebook. All right, we're going to jump into some hardline stuff. Again, he is John Hardison. We call him the Daily Fish Hardlines. He has the Cost of Winning podcast focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. He's on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and Hardline. All right, weekly picks coming up this week. Okay, 49ers, what do you got with them? I like the 49ers this week, guys. I, I think that with Garoppolo under center, they get back a little bit to what they were doing before. I think the offense was trying a couple different things to see what they were good with in terms of with Trey Lance. But uh, you know what? I think George Kittle is probably going to make a comeback this week. I think, you know, George Kittle being Garoppolo's boy, I think they kind of get back on track to do what they were doing before last year. I like the 49ers uh, straight up money line at uh, minus 116. Okay, before you go on, do you think now with Garoppolo back and what he did just in that game, those final three quarters, uh, do you change a prop bet on them of maybe winning the division, maybe winning the conference? Uh, You know what? It's it's a strong chance that they could end up winning the division. I mean, there's still some questions in terms of what we're getting out of the Rams. The Rams had – they got by the Atlanta Falcons. They probably should have blown them out. Uh, But, you know, Cooper Cup making fumbles – uh, certain calls getting called back. There's a lot of questions with the Rams this year. Uh, I would say the 49ers, if they get rolling the way I think they could, yeah, they got a really good shot at winning that uh, winning that division. And do you think more there'll be more sandwich commercials for Jimmy G? Oh, you know what? You got Jimmy's uncle. He's supposed to be shooting one for Subway next week. You got his. Uh, you got Fat Pussy. He's supposed to be coming. He's supposed to be getting everybody with the gold chains and everything. Fish, you're not making... Yeah, yeah, you know that's his yeah. uncle. He's the big, yeah, big yeah. Italian. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, bumping cereal. Yeah, I mean, he got how he got whacked. Wow. <laughs> no, that woke me up. That woke. Hey, it, always, it wakes everybody pussy up. Bombing, the pussy bombing cereal and the Sopranos. <laughs> We're toasting everyone today. Um, you got a great one. I'm looking at because this team is in enigma to me. You got the Atlanta Falcons plus my, you know, minus one ten and plus a point and a half. Um. They're in every game in the first half, and they stink. That, that's a sign of a bad team. 
You know what? Um, I think they're getting rolled. I think Arthur Smith and I think, you know, with Mariota, you know, they were together in Tennessee. I think they're starting to click. Um, the reality is they weren't as terrible against the Rams as what a lot of people thought. A lot of people thought this was going to be a blowout game, and they hung in there. Mariota got himself together, got himself a little bit poised. And, and look, even when they played New Orleans last week, it wasn't necessarily a blowout. I just think, you know, they're getting themselves in a position. They got Drake London. They got Kyle Pitts. Uh, they got Cordell Patterson. I think that this is a game that they could, you know, at least cover at least by one point or at least win it, honestly. Okay. Um, all right. The Saints go into Carolina. Uh, Carolina is, yeah, not really look good. Um, but uh, I don't know. You got, you, you're, you're, you're picking, you're picking the Saints though on the road in Carolina. I'm picking the Saints. There's nothing that Carolina has showed me that makes me think that they're even worthy. Like, look, uh, I would take Jarvis Landry, Chris Olavier, and, and a new resurge, Michael Thomas, even with the picks that Jameis Winston threw, over anything that I've been seeing down there in Carolina. Outside of Christian McCaffrey and maybe the one or two games that you're going to get out of Robbie Anderson, there is nothing. If you're telling me, Daily that you trust Baker Mayfield's decision making over Jameis Winston. I'll take your money right now. I'll throw you twenty dollars right now. Uh, we should have this over under that Jameis that that uh, Baker Mayfield throws more than three picks. I'll take I, that. He probably throws more than three picks this game. I I Jameis agree with Winston you. Was horrible. A good friend of the show, Craig Persk, who's at the game. He's working in New Orleans on a TV show or film, and he went to the game yesterday because he wanted to see Tom Brady in his bucket list. What a bad game that was. But he yeah. said Jameis Winston was horrible. They were booing. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he's that fourth quarterback we put in there that's playing for his job. But you're right. I agree. Baker Mayfield showed me nothing. But they're in every yeah. game. They were in the first game. Who did they lose to in the first game? They lost to the uh, the Browns. Uh, the Browns. Your boy, uh, the boy that hit the 58-yard field goal, your rookie up there in Cleveland, John Daly. And yeah. Then, I, I, Hardline, I, I, agree, I agree with what you're saying, Hardline. But at, at the same time, too, the NFL is so wacky. The 0-2 Panthers don't look like they can win a game. That means they'll go win a game. Right. They could. I just don't see it on this one, man. I, I, I'm i going strong with NOLA. I think that NOLA, this is their game to get back on track. And look, you know, they played Tampa Bay pretty decently in the first half. Pretty decent. What was it? 3-3 going into halftime? Yep. So, you know what? Look, even if Jameis does struggle, that defense is pretty damn good. That can help keep them on track. Okay, cool. So you're, you you mentioned your last man standing pick is going to be the Chiefs. If Herbert doesn't play, then uh, then the Jack. No, no, no. Tell me what t- tell me what it was again because I'm reading it here so, and I think I'm getting it wrong. So I'm taking Kansas City as my last man standing pick. Uh, I know over the last couple of years it's been a little back and forth with Indy, but I, it's not the same Indy team. I think if you haven't used Kansas City within the first two games, this is the game to use it just to kind of get you through. I agree with Fish. I don't like most of the games this week. There's a lot of questionable games. That's one of the games that I think, for the most part, is a give me, especially because they played last Thursday, so they even got more rest time going into the Sunday that they play. Uh, I like Justin Herbert. If he can play and he's healthy, I'll take the Chargers. Um, But if he's not, I'd stay away from the games or take the Jags. But my my guarantee is Kansas City, just because now they've got, what, a week plus? Of rest time because they played last yeah. Thursday. Yeah. I take Kansas City if you haven't burned them yet. Okay. All right. Let, let's move on to college. I want to give you one game. Wisconsin versus I, I think they're playing Oregon State and they're plus Oregon State is 17 and a half. Wow. It's Ohio State, isn't it? 
Ohio State. They play Ohio oh. State. Buckeyes. Different O. They have another. <laughs> Done. Uh, you know what? I, I They play each other very well over the last couple of years. First off, this is a Big Ten game. Um, there's a lot on the line in terms of possibly making the Big Ten championship rolling on, even though they're both in, in different divisions. But it's not going to be necessarily a blowout. I, I like Wisconsin to stay close. I like Wisconsin plus 17 and a half against Ohio State. I think that they cover. I, I really do think that they cover this game. Uh, I know Ohio State has been basically the darling of the Big Ten this year. They've they pretty much stood up to every touch that's been there, but I think Wisconsin keeps it close. What about your Wolverines? They got to play uh, Maryland, 17 point favorite. I, I take Michigan 17 points over Maryland. There's nothing Maryland showed me that's worthwhile. I think, uh, especially with JJ McCaffrey, uh, with JJ being in the quarterback for Michigan right now, I think they got somebody better than Kate McNamara. I take Michigan to cover the 17 points at minus 110. Okay. Uh, for the uh, Utah, you got, you got Utah and ASU. Uh, yeah, I take the under on this game as, as much at 53 and a half. I know a lot of people are probably expecting Utah to run it up. Um, but you know what? Ohio, Arizona State has kind of kept it kind of close with Utah. I still think Utah is the better program. I think they're the better team. Uh, I think that they, they run away with it, but I still think that it goes under 53 and a half on this game. Okay. All right, good. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. I, I, I'm looking at all the players in the, in the in college football. Brock Bowers, to me, the tight end receiver, running back, whatever the heck he is. He's like the Shohei Otani of college football. Is he an early favorite for the Heisman? And uh, jump in there on that one, hard line. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to say no. I mean, it looks good. He'll probably more than likely win the Mackey Award as the best tight end in football. Uh, but the reality is this. There's only been two other tight ends that have won the Heisman. The last one was Leon Hart in 1949. This one won defensive back. It's prim- primarily a running back and a quarterback award that they give out. And even a wide receiver rarely gets it. I think, what, there's like four wide receivers in history that's won it. Um, so I, I just don't see it happening. Um it's a good story, but at the end of the season, it's going to either be a quarterback or a running back that gets it. All right, Fish, what do you think? C.J. Stroud had, what, five, six touchdowns? It's, 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 he's, he's a leading contender for it, and it's too early right now, three games into it. I'll tell you this. Yep. No one on Nebraska is going to have a chance at winning the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep, keep, an eye, though. keep an eye, John Daly. Keep an eye on USC. Their quarterback, Caleb Williams, yeah. You know, he transferred over. He came over yeah. with Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. I think SC runs it. They got a horrible schedule. They got a bleak. But yeah. still, it doesn't matter. He's yeah. still going to – you can't choose your – well, you can't choose your opponent. We talked about that. But I think they're on the table, and he's, he's going to be up there for that. It's going to be a quarterback. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Uh, and that is the Daily Fish Hardline with John Hardison, the Cost of Winning Podcast. You can find him here with us all the time. You can also find him on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. All right, Hardline, stick around. we got more controversy ahead. After all, we are Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We had politics and social issues. Uh, again, questions or comments, all you got to do is drop them in the chat box if you're watching us live or email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Need a great golf getaway? The Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. Set up an entire trip for yourself, your family, or a bunch of friends. I can't tell you how incredible the weather is here now to play golf, even to sit at the beach. If you want to come down, now's the time. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. Again, you can play here year-round. All right, don't forget our interview shows during the week. Make sure to check them out on Facebook at Daily.Fish.5, Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. We're on YouTube, Wingding TV, Hey Vegas TV, and you can listen to us 
again, on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. All right, now we go to topics B is what we call it. This is where we foray into other topics. All right, so Fish, you asked the question, who had the better week, Biden or Trump? Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you who didn't. I want to show some memes, all right? Let's, because we, uh, we're going to take our politics thing, John, to the end. We're not going to have time for this. Wait, wait, wait. What? I had one sip of this, and I forgot to put the memes in there. And I got the it memes, down the, here. The, 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 memes, the memes is in the script right here. It says memes right under college games. Um, you know, <laughs> I had one sip. That's all I had. Idiot. Uh, I, 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 these memes are more important to me than Trump. I hate Trump or Biden. I hate, I hate all those politicians. So I know. I, know. I, I, want to, I want to channel something that's sports, and then will you take away the show because you're the host and you drive this thing. Yesterday, the game was so invigorating as far as the mood swings, and I've never been to a game like that, that I had to channel the past and say, what would happen if the Raiders played during the 50s, John, in Las Vegas? And before the game, you got a chance to meet these two guys. This mm -hmm. is Rodney Dangerfield for our listening audience meeting Elvis Presley. And he's probably saying to him, oh, you know, hey, Elvis, <laughs> can you help me get laid? Because this Raider game sucks, you know. <laughs> I don't know who the Rod Stewart guy or the guy in the background are, but that's a really cool-looking meet. And then this is a great Johnny Cash for our listening audience. This is a reaction to the to the Arizona comeback and the Raiders. <laughs> all right. And then I figure for all the drunks that were at that game, I'm not saying I had a few or not, check out the <laughs> – this is an actual tow truck company in Las Vegas. Read this one, Hardline. Read it for the fans. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, camel toe. <laughs> it, what does it. it say? What, 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 is it, what does it say in captions there? Because I get in trouble for my mouth. Go ahead, Hardline. You be the bad guy. Hey, I'll take oh, it. Cam, camel toe is... will snatch you out of a tight spot. <laughs> and it's funny. They're in Las Vegas, but they're out of Fayetteville. Everything's in North Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville, North Carolina. And Fayetteville, North Carolina is uh, where Fort Bragg is, uh, one of the uh, great Army bases that we have here. Um, certainly popular during the Vietnam War, and there's still a lot of uh, troops that, that are there. I had never heard of that before. That's amazing. Well, you, you, you always teach me. You always teach us stuff, so shit. Now, this is this, check out this Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue from the 70s. This is going to lead us into politics. Can you believe that this broad was <laughs> it's a joke? <laughs> this is hey hardline we're going to educate this is the biggest racist ever to own a team yeah Forget what's going on with that idiot sarber from the suns or donald sterling with the uh with the clippers she actually was such a racist that she used the n-word Derek, i tell the story eric davis a great outfielder tears yeah. his lacerates his kidney in a playoff game and she made him take a commercial jet home and pay for it instead of the team flying that's how bad she was and the yeah. league got her out and wasn't I love Mark Scott. Scott. Wasn't she shot. the one that's wasn't the the shot. You know what she looks like? She looks like a female version of Vladimir Putin. So take it away there, Daly. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't she the one that said, I don't let my players, I don't let uh, my players wear earrings because they remind me of fruits. Yes. <laughs> yes, she did. That could have been Mark shot. Yeah. So that, that there was, was a, there was actually racist owners back in the 70s like that. She was brutal. You know, yeah. he rose likes her, but. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so here we go with topics B. We're we're getting into this. Okay. Who had the better week, Biden or Trump? Yeah. You, you, you want me to go first? Sure. Don't be my guest. I don't think either had a good week. It's No, you can't please everyone. 
you watch the media, I go back and forth. I go to Fox, I go to CNN. Everything's distorted. Everyone's got their own agenda. So if Trump did something right, something good, then CNN doesn't cover it. If Biden does something good, Fox doesn't cover it. So the way you're going to find out is like, all right, maybe I'll go to Twitter. And then you don't know, then you got to fact, you got to fact check everything nowadays. You know, people bend realities daily. I mean, tell it again, one of daily's favorite greatest lines is everyone has to be the hero of their own stories, you know? Um, and by fact checking and bending reality, there's Raider fans that actually walked out that stadium thinking the Raiders won. They were socialists. Okay. <laughs> we didn't win. And that's the same thing that goes on with our politics. Look, has Biden done some great things? I think he's trying, you know, I mean, Trump had a rally in Youngstown, Ohio, my wife's hometown, and looked like a Nazi rally. I couldn't believe the people with their hands up, and 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 he still. The fact that Trump is still trying to overturn the election is concerning to me. I think by the time he gets it overturned, either Ron DeSantis or Biden or someone else will be president. <laughs> Go hard on. It's just, it's just <laughs> I got the parent trap over here. Uh, you know it. Uh, it, it, I, I guess I go with Biden because, you know, look, you know, people are going to shit on you on a daily basis. At least you said the pandemic's over uh, with Trump. It's just it's nonstop. It's a nonstop, horrible infomercial of, of just getting people to buy into certain things and and getting people to really believe that certain things happen where they didn't. And look, at this point, that's going to be the the hill that he dies on. And, and I think there's always going to be people that really believe that, you know, uh, that it got overturned or, 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 you know, certain things happened and, and he, he was cheated out of it. But at, at this point, look, the fact that, you know, Biden says the pandemic's over, hopefully the CDC, I'm not sure if the CDC backed or not. It's good. You know, it means that people can be around their loved ones, especially getting towards the holiday season. Uh, something that we don't have to worry about necessarily as much about people getting sick. And, and hopefully we're getting closer and closer to maybe um, uh, having a, a cure for, for, COVID instead of just being able to be uh, vaccinated or in the words of Aaron Rodgers, inoculated. Can I, John, you go first, but let me fact check you a little bit there, Hardline. I don't think that COVID is over. I think that we're finding out there's less hospitalizations and less deaths, but sure. still people that I know that come in that are getting it. It's just, thank God it's not as severe and you get it. The Very great, person, great friend of the show had it and he still has long-term COVID. Some people you might know on this show have long-term COVID. So it's there, but I do agree that I think, and Daly's our science expert on the thing, I think what the CDC is going to recommend is that we're going to get one vaccination at the beginning of the year, and that's going to be like a flu shot. And that's a great sign. Yeah. Yeah, and they're going to adjust it for whatever variant's going to be there. So uh, that should that, that should be a good sign. As far as who won the week, I, I would, I'd probably give the edge to, to Biden. Uh, Trump did have a couple of good things. He actually got the uh, judge to bring the master in so that the master judge will kind of slow down the investigation of all the stuff that he took uh, to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, but Biden, you know, what wasn't a good thing for, for Trump was that uh, the, um, the royal family only invited Biden. They didn't even invite the other past presidents, including Trump. But we got the impression that they didn't want Trump over there. So Biden was the only one there. Uh, and Biden's had a couple of things. You know, he's gotten a couple of things through and gotten a couple of things signed uh, that actually have been in maybe in the last couple of weeks or so. But his approval ratings have actually gone up. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, that means the Democrats have a really good chance. I still think we've got we've got another six weeks before the election. Or I guess it's about five weeks before the election. Eh, about six. It's about six weeks. Um, 
I don't know what's going to happen with inflation. I, I don't think the inflation numbers are going to be good over the next two or three months. I think the economy is going to take a little bit of a hit for sure. I don't think it's going to be 2008 all over again. Uh, but I think I think Biden's going to he's going to be facing some uh, some tough news uh, as far as the economy goes uh, running up to uh, November. Um, and the polling, the polling so even. Um, and then when you look at stories about what's really going on in the polling, they don't think people are telling the truth. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote for Biden and they go to vote, go vote for Trump or it could be the other way around. So I don't think we really know. I, I think there's still a massive upheaval. I think the Democrats probably do win. The, I don't know if they're going to win the House. Fish, go ahead. Well, you want to care, let's go back to COVID. I, know I, I hate talking about it because it's affected our lives so much yeah. and we want to get over it. But you want to kill the virus? If the virus had a face, show them this face right here, right there. <laughs> that kills the virus. You know, <laughs> how do you pony up for that? You know, my God. Wow. But, I John, I got a question for you. With with all the, uh, as you mentioned, people saying they're voting for one person and, and changing to the number, what do you think pollsters are going to do moving forward? What do you think? The idea is because you you usually rely on kind of pollsters to kind of gauge where you are in certain states, um, you know, what your likelihoods are. With so many people, I guess, flipping, saying one thing because it's politically correct, but actually doing the other. How do you think that this works moving forward in terms of elections? Um, I don't know as far as the elections go. I think certainly the, the run up to elections and, and how the media is going to report on it, uh, I think is, is different. Um, I think you're. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're beginning to see how how much money Russia is putting into disinformation for our political campaigns here, uh, and certainly the media takes a lot of that stuff on. Um, I think there's um, there's a lot of people, especially on the right, especially the Trumpsters, who are leery of these pollsters and are also um, leery of the media. So they're either not talking or they're not responding, or when they're responding. They're giving different answers. So it's, you know, if you're a pollster, if you're somebody, you, you know, you, you may not be that ac accurate. You know, you may got to have some. I mean, look what happened. Look what happened in 2016. Yeah. I mean, we really I mean, there were a lot of people who, you know, who were absolutely shocked, you know, from what what they were told and what eventually happened. So bullshit. I, I wasn't. We talked. You and I were friends back then. And I said, watch Bill Maher this week. Hillary has not spent one ounce time and hardline state michigan wisconsin ohio yeah. and pennsylvania the rust states she was in california for 16 days before the election and she's getting ridiculed and there was trump signs that john you told the story you were in ohio and there's trump signs i said yeah. i told my wife vicky he's gonna win those states and win this election and he, i wasn't shocked i'm yeah. sorry I'm, I'm not i'm you know mm -hmm. if i was this guy at 68 percent, i would have i would have bet the house on trump uh, to win that. And well, she ran a horrible campaign. I, I'm with lefts all the time. Oh, no, it got stupid. Yeah. She ran a horrible campaign. And you don't want someone who runs a horrible campaign running your government. Yeah. Well, I don't know so much that it's, it's if you're lousy at politics, but you're good at governing. No, well, that wouldn't be a bad that wouldn't be a bad trade off, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's true. No, you know, the, I think she'd be yeah. a good president, probably. But that we'll never know. So. At the same time, too. All right. Uh, next question. Is the Ukrainian war coming to an end? What do you guys think? We keep hearing all this great stuff. What's going on with Ukraine? I, I, we don't know. We, you know, again, if you, you look at one, Fox doesn't want to cover it. It's amazing how the, how the right just deny, denies this whole thing because Trump is still backing Putin. But if you look at CNN, you look at the, you know, 
if you read the tea leaves, if you look at the the, the light, you know, your ice line of sight, it looks like the Ukrainians are making big, big strides because the Russians' morale is is shot to shit right now, and it it shocks me. What concerns me, and I talked hardest, I talked to Daily about this, is Putin wanted this war to end within six weeks, and it's now six, seven months. And is he that crazy to go somewhere like Assad did in Syria and go chemical? That's the biggest question you have to ask. What do you guys think? I just I just don't know. Um, I don't know if it's close to ending, to be honest with you. I, I don't see it ending um, no. relatively soon because he wants Ukraine that bad. Uh, and like you said, look, a lot of people kept saying it's going to be over quickly. It's not going to last super long. And, and, and I fish, you hit the nail right on the head. It's been six, seven months. I think it's still going to keep going. Is he going to go chemical? I don't know. Is he crazy enough to do it? You bet your ass he is. Uh, and with that being said, I, I don't know what that's going to do. And even if he does go chemical, what's the long-term effects on the people if he does go chemical? What does that mean for, for the vegetation and the land if he decides to do that? And, and, and the way of life, even with those people having it, even if he does take it over, what does that mean that, you know, to a certain degree, in, in poor choice of words, uh, the Russians are buying at that point that you've, messed up the whole way of living over there i i don't see an end in sight as bad as it sounds i just don't know how much longer they're going to be able to hold on i there are so many positive things for the ukrainians but i agree with both of you in the sense that this is not ending soon i think it's going to drag on uh to me one of the interesting things were the heard uh chinese uh premier uh, xi jinping uh, actually not be supportive of Putin, and either did uh, Modi of India uh, no. at the conference that they had in Uzbekistan. Uh, so th- I think they see that this is not this is not a good thing, and I don't know that they want to get drawn into it. And the reason being is because China and India, they want to be, you know, the technological economic center of the world. And sure. if they feel they're being dragged down by him, they may, you know, they may opt out. You may also see, you could you could see something going on in Russia. I mean, are, is somebody going to overthrow him? I don't know. Uh, is it a possibility? Could be. Um, but I, I don't know. I, this this war is not over soon. Uh, the fact that the Ukrainians are doing well is a good sign, but I think it just, it's going to drag out even more. So I think we agree on that. All right. Last one. Epstein Island. What is going on with Epstein Island? Because a lot of that was there was some stuff raised up, especially at the funeral of the uh, of the queen because of Andrew. So uh, what do you guys think of that? I'll start. (laughs) I was never there. I was never there. Hardline, I can't over and under. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no, I don't want any of that shit. Hell no. No. Yes, you do. Um, I watched a doc. We we binge watch a lot of things. So I binge watched. The, the, the documentary again about the Epstein documentary and John's reading a great book about just Jadan Maxwell, who was basically his pimp. You, you had an island in international waters and he had all these dignitaries, politicians, and celebrities hang out there from Donald Trump to Bill Clinton, seven years removed from the, the Malinsky, uh, Lewinsky scandal. All right. Alan Dershowitz, famous lawyer, P. Diddy, athletes. I won't, I, I can't. I thought it was A-Rod. I think I'm wrong, so I don't want to say it. They're all there. The problem is, there's 15 to 17. Was he there? No. Well, <laughs> but you just over, under, over under, A-Rod was there. <laughs> so anyways, there's 15 to 17-year-olds. Here's the problem. If it's in international waters, I don't know if statutory rape 
let's say we have to get one of uh what to get one of uh daily's lawyer friends on that we've had on the show before to talk about that the problem is code of ethics wise you know they, they asked trump in the thing were you there he goes yeah i was divorced you know what's clinton doing there what's going on on this island with all these young girls except i i you know, ask Matt Leinard how it worked out when he had a hot tub full of 15 and 16 year olds, you know, and and, he, and the girls texted each other, and then he got suspended four games. Kurt Warner goes in, and it's like Wally Pip and Lou Gehrig. You never heard of Matt Leinard again. So yeah. a lot of crap went on there daily, and now you see that that Maxwell's gone to prison. Um, I don't understand how you're the fifth richest guy in the world and you have to get massages to get hand jobs. Then I see what happened to Sean Watson, and I get it. <laughs> So go ahead, Hardline. I Tie mean, that into the Browns. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if you saw that picture of the uh, the tailgate where the girl was like, you know, massages aren't crimes, and uh, they had a the lifelike figure on uh, on the bed with the towel over him. But you know, look, I mean, there's there's a lot of questions that are going to come up from this Epstein situation. Uh, you know, especially with Giselle Maxwell. I don't know if she didn't speak out of fear. Um, when she went to jail, because it didn't seem like she really flipped on anyone and she decided to do her time because it is questionable, you know, everything that happened in terms of Jeffrey Epstein when he went to jail and, and unfortunately them ruling his, his death a suicide, even though a lot of people have a lot of questions about what actually happened in that situation. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that are going to keep coming out. There's a lot of people's names that are going to get dropped. Uh, it's unfortunate for the situation. I hope that people get justice for the situation that happened and for those girls that, um, Unfortunately, we're lured to that island under uh, certain situations, false pretenses, things that happen in that. Uh, hopefully there is an international uh, attorney that will take this on for them. But there is a lot of questions in the fact that there's so many names. And, and the one thing I'll add to that is I saw there's clips online of people in the audience that are yelling about. And I believe you said Prince Andrew um, walking through the streets or, or going through it and how they're being detained by police. Uh, because they're disagreeing with the fact that Prince Andrew is there after everything that happened. And I think that's uh, absurd. I Look, he got caught. People know that he was there. This is always going to be a stain on who he is, and he should be held accountable for it. And again, the the book you mentioned, it's called Holding the Line, just out by Jeffrey Berman, who is a, uh, he was a head of the um, uh, New York State, or the, I should say the Federal District, the New York, uh, Southern District of New York, he, he was the U.S. attorney there. And the majority of the book is, is about Bill Barr and Trump more than anything else. But the interesting stuff, too, is, is also about is about Epstein. And one of the things that he is, says dramatically and very succinctly is that Prince Andrew, oh, yeah, I'll come and I'll, I'll talk to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he avoids everything. And so they have a hard time getting him over. So he kind of accuses him in the book of someone who could straighten things out and doesn't. Um, he also says he doesn't think that Epstein committed suicide. He, he, I'm sorry, he does think he committed suicide. He doesn't think he was killed. He said that the security at that place was so bad and the um, guards were, were horrible, didn't know what they were doing. And he said that, you know, he thinks he did commit suicide because he was on a watch uh, the week before. And for some reason, they took him off. And they don't know why they took him off on a suicide watch. So that's his take on it. Certainly the, uh, and we were talking about this before, is that, you know, Epstein has good reason to be killed for the simple reason that he might have some great information that could take down a lot of different people. 
So yeah, like the people yeah, I mentioned, you have the top attorney in the United States. You got Pat, two presidents that are there during 2000. Now they weren't president then, but that's a stain, you know. I mean, how how does Trump survive if with all well, he's a Teflon Don as it is, but can you imagine it came out that he's a 15 and 17 year olds while he's president. He's on that island and he's having and he's frolicking and there's Epstein comes up with video and stuff like that. But you know, then again, CNN would show it and Fox wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't happened yet. You know, a lot of the talk of what went on in Russia hasn't been produced yet. So, but uh, who knows? Uh, all right, before we go, folks, remember we are Daily Fish live on Facebook, daily.fish.five. We're here Mondays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. You can actually see us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. We're on YouTube, Wingding TV, Hey Vegas TV. You can listen to us on Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. And use all those channels to get our interviews with some great celebrities as well. Just want to tell you about Hope for the Warriors. Again, we just went to that big tournament for them. Uh, it's uh, Hope for the Warriors actually gets our military warriors from the Afghanistan and Iraqi wars back healthy again. Uh, they get them healthy so they're part of their families and their communities. If you want to donate, go take a look at hopeforthewarriors.org. Again, it is a great organization. All right, guys, another great show. We're almost done. Yeah, double. Well, it's not really yeah. double header tonight, Daily. It's Bills and Titans go on in about eighteen minutes, and then yep. and once so one's on ESPN, and then a half in halftime daily, you could either have two TVs and go to ABC and watch Minnesota and Philadelphia. So interesting. Are the yeah. Mannings doing the sim- simultaneous broadcast tonight too? Yep. Great point. Are they daily? Oh, yeah. yeah. How, you know what, guys? I've never watched one. How is it? I oh, think I love it's hysterical. It. I love it. I think they're really good. I think the three of us should be doing that. Seriously. I don't know if we'll get, we'll get the kind of view, viewership that those guys get. Well, let me ask you this. Are they critical of the play? I hate when guys watch other games and they're so critical of it. Like, I can't stand – we got two minutes. I can't stand when I hear – I hate to do this to your hard line. I hear Dan Roslowski and Tim Hasselbeck criticize quarterbacks when they were the absolute putrid quarterbacks. I listen to Steve Young and Kurt Warner – more than I do, Orslowski was famous for the great stepping out of bounds when he took over for Stafford one time. Now, they have the same opinion we do, and I, I respect their opinion, but don't criticize guys when you weren't really good in your own sport. You know? No, they're he's a, uh, a great anchor. You don't have John Hyatt who can't anchor going on there and saying, you know, I don't think Billy had a booger in his nose one time. <laughs> and when he was next to Captain Ray, where was his left hand? Was it on her thigh or what? Because then he's got his eyebrows going like fuck. Do I have a booger out there, by the way? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Uh, real quick, we got a minute and a half. What do you think about that, Harlan? Do you take Harlan specifically? Do you take their when you listen to their criticisms of other quarterbacks? You take it to heart, or he just goes one ear and out the other? It's Monday morning quarterback. Everybody's got a knee jerk reaction. I don't take it unless I see it consistently. Like we said, uh, you know, in terms of odd lines, four games is a good sample size. Same thing with most quarterbacks. Four to five games, you know what you're getting. Yeah, but, you know, and again, neither of us played quarterback. So, you know, we could criticize them. And they'd say, what do you know about it? You were never on the field. So uh, I, 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 I beg to differ. I call bullshit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, 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 look at that. Look at that Raider thing. And you know what? Look, see that guy right there? I don't want to brag, but that's a better quarterback than played for the Raiders on Sunday. Sorry, Raiders. I am. I was. You know. I think it's a so. clone. It's a clone of Kenny Stabler. Oh God! Not to be a left-handed quarterback. I wish. I wish. I love Derek Carr to death as a person. I wish that he could 
channel some of that Kenny Stabler. Season's not over. Raiders have to win on Sunday against the Titans. They have to. Have yep. to. Yep. Go Giants. Go Lions. Yep. Yep. Pats. All right. 